Welcome back, folks. The Plunger Down Under is still live at Meltdown Comics in Hollywood. Is still taking place every Monday in October. And is still on Tales of the Extraordinary. The vigilante, known only as the Unknown, has been hoodwinked into traveling to Australia in order to save a tribe of Aborigines. While back in New York, private detective, the handsome Leroy Brown, finds himself working for his old enemy, gangster Frankie Tatoni. But we'll get to them later, because right now, in the ruined wasteland of a 20-year-old explosion in Tunguska, that's Siberia, folks, an historic expedition has arrived, led by famed Soviet explorer Leonid Tulik. Let's listen in. Ilya! Da, comrade Tulik. We have reached the epicenter. Retrieve the journal and take notes. Da, comrade. Da. Hurry! I feel inspiration welling up within me. It looked much the same as when I last visited in 21. Many of the trees were knocked flat by the explosion, and most important, Comrade Dulek, I was in the middle of a profound observation, Ilya! My apologies, but is this not one of the holes you had mentioned? By Lenin's beard! Da! As I hypothesized, these holes were made by meteorites. No doubt within we shall find otherworldly ore that will save Soviet industrial complex, da? I'll get the equipment. Wait, do you hear that? Comrade? It's... it's coming from the hole. Hello? My word, it, it resonates with a sound much like... Doctor? Is that you? A voice. And a familiar one, too. Martin? I say it's quite cramped under all this rubble. Oh, no. Comrade? It, it can't be. Could you pull me out, please? I think I have a mecarilla head pressing into my leg. Little dicky. Sounds like someone's about to have a reunion, and not a happy one. Let's then turn our attention south, far south, to the island nation continent of Australia, where the unknown is getting caught up on the recent tragedies there, courtesy of ace pilot Barry Pike, his Somalian pirate friend Hassan, and an aboriginal elder called Jim. But that's impossible. H fell from a blimp hundreds of feet above Los Angeles. And apparently hit every branch on the way down. Your Los Angeles is a very rural place, right? Yeah, for the most part. Though I only stay in the urban areas. Striking from the shadows to dispense justice. This man is not normal. Well, we didn't go through all this trouble to bring any normal bloke here. H's arch-nemesis must be extraordinary. You keep saying that. Why? Aren't you the one who booted him from that blimp? No, that was Broaden. Odd. He seemed particularly obsessed with you. Would curse you every few days in fits of rage. I have that effect on people. And personally, I'd be embarrassed to admit that someone like Dickie cleaned my clock. So tell me, how broken is he? He is unable to walk or talk trapped in a wheelchair with amazing technology. How does he communicate? With a chair. He types on a small electric typewriter and sounds come out, like a radio. That's some impressive hardware. 
Simon says he stole it from some German doctor. Really? His name wouldn't happen to be Von Kliegel, would it? I have a hard enough time remembering the name of these bloody wombats. Hey now, no need to get rowdy, Jackie. Stop calling me Jackie, white dog. Oh, not this again. None of this would have happened if you people hadn't come here and raped our country. My people? My family was forced to come here as prisoners, pal. Ah, you know what I mean. He has a good point. Oh, not you too. You're a foreigner here yourself, Hassan. True. But I also know what it is to have your homeland hijacked by British dogs. Excuse me, excuse me, hey, hey. Don't take this personally. But I don't really give a bear crap about your drama. What's done is done. None of you chose your fates, but this is where the world stands right now. So try to work together. And if you don't like it, create something better. Okay? That's precisely what I'm trying to do here with this koala sanctuary. And I too, by working with my former enemy. <coughs> And his bear. Great, great, wonderful. Now, before this place turns into the Battle Creek Sanitarium, can someone tell me how a cripple with a super wheelchair enslaved a tribe of aborigines? He and his men came into our tribe with guns. And money. And the opium. Opium? What for? Even with guns. It was difficult to force our people to desecrate a place as sacred as Uluru. We refused. So instead he forced my family and friends to smoke that dark drug. Now they cannot live without it. In such a state, they were practically mindless and totally subservient. It was like they were sleepwalking. Like zombies. Whoa, calm down, boy. Looks like old Bonnie here isn't a fan of voodoo, eh, mate? You would also be wise to stay away from the voodoo. If he's drugging your people, then what is the money for? Simon, poor... Deluded Simon. The one who was torturing Sally Cor in my dreams? Yes. I'm sorry we had to put that image in your mind. Simon, he was my son. Is he dead? No, but it would be better if he were. He saw Mr. H's money and he saw his way out of our lifestyle. He was always lured by the white dog's world. Hey, didn't we talk about this? So when H arrived and offered him a price, Simon did not think twice about betraying his family for the mighty dollar. The white man's money is the cause of much of the world's ruin. Excuse me, I'm right here! But why? What is H's angle? Why come all the way to Australia and go to all this trouble? The dream time, mate. The what? More specific, the dreaming. The inner dreaming of the Earth herself. He hopes to- Ah, uh, 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 Dad. No secrets, right? You dirty bugger! Simon! Glad you remember your own son. Now, come on. I've got to bring you home, with or without bullets in ya. Ooh, dramatic. And speaking of drama, let's see what is taking place in New York as gangster Frankie Tatoni enjoys a baseball game with his young ward, Ricky. Boring, Mr. T. Ricky, keep your voice down. Who cares about the Dodgers and the Giants? I want to see Murder Row. Babe Ruth would kill these pansies. I'm going to kill you myself if you don't stop drawing attention to us. I happen to like the underdog teams, all right? And the Giants almost won the World Series a few years ago, so they ain't nobodies. Well, they don't have Lou Gehrig or the Babe, so they ain't somebodies either. That's why the Yankees murderized them. Okay, kid, listen. Number one, I got money riding on this game. Number two, I don't like you. And number three, Bobby's off at boarding school. And the only reason I keep you around is because I made him a promise. The 
That wasn't very nice, Mr. T. Come on, Jackson, run! Run, you louse! Damn it! Game not going the way you want it to, Tony? Hey, boss, it's the gumshoe. Thanks, Ricky, I can see that. What are you doing here, Brown? Taking in some sun and looking for you, of course. Yeah, why? You finished that little piece of business we discussed already? No, but... Then I'll ask again. What are you doing here? The boss doesn't like to ask twice, Mac. My sources in the know hinted that I might not have gotten the full story from you. Are you saying Mr. T is a lawyer, gumshoe? No, I'm saying... Ah, why am I talking to him, the little brat? Uh, Just ignore him. It's better that way. So, I have a question about your bootlegging process. Something that would have been helpful to know from the start. Well, that's not something I usually divulge, Brown. Trade secrets and all that. Yeah, well, if you want me to find out the who and the how, I gotta know the where. Where you get your booze, that is. (sighs) Fine. We don't get it, per se. We, uh, make it. What, like moonshine? Oh, come on, Brown. We're not a bunch of hillbillies. Yeah! The feds stepped up enforcement along the border, so we were forced to make it ourselves. Using what? Using, uh, industrial stuff. You mean industrial alcohol? Like the kind in hospitals and, uh... Paint, yeah. All sorts of stuff comes from it. But isn't that... (laughs) Isn't that poisonous already? There's your answer. Nice try, detective. I'm starting to really worry that I should have gone to someone else. The government denatured it to keep people from uh, doing what we do. So we just renatured it. Yeah, how? Same way the feds did, with chemists. But you see, we pay a lot more than the standard government salary. That's given us the edge all the way through prohibition. It's been perfectly fine for eight years now. Huh. So whatever you were hoping to find out ain't much use to you. And it ain't coming from the supply end. You should scope out the speakeasies themselves. Probably some unscrupulous barkeeps that need to be cleaned out. Huh, yeah. Okay. I'll look into that. Thanks a lot to Tony. Just hurry up and find something. Yeah, move those dogs! And you know what? The kid's right. You should be following the Yankees. They're on fire this year. Ha! Told ya! Get out of here! Both of yous! While Detective Brown continues his investigation to identify the culprits behind those Christmas time murders, let's identify some culprits of our own. Our sponsors. Take that. And that. And this. Hi, this is the unknown. And if you're like me, you can hear the city cry for vengeance. And sometimes you also have to answer the call of your long-lost friends and neighbors. Which is why the unknown always gathers each August for the unknown family reunion where he gets to connect with unknown family members from his past. Let me take you back to last August when I met my unknown family. Hello? Who's there? It's your cousin. My what? So there's something I wanted to ask you. Mom won't talk to me about it, because I think it's girl stuff. It's hard enough fighting crime, going out and protecting the city when I've got a curfew, but these keep getting in the way. Well, there are only two solutions for the kind of cleavage that gets in the way of crime fighting. Thompson's heavy-duty extra-strength nylon bra. Here, listen to a few testimonials. The best part about these brassiers is when you wear them, no one knows. Under your coat, fighting crime, 
feeling that soft nylon rubbing up against your nipples. Sometimes a guy just has to feel like a woman and then take it out on other people with his fists. Dad? I was just going to say, uh, what I appreciate about the nice voluptuous cups that these brassiers provide is it's enough patting the girls don't even notice when your hands wander. I have been stuck in many terrible situations in my time, and I have found that the distraction aided by well-tuffed cleavage can be essential in fighting crime. Sometimes it's good that I don't know my own family. So the entire Unknown Clan recommends Thompson's Extra Strength Nylon Bras, the only bras strong enough that you can use them on bears. Try Thompson's Extra Strength Nylon Bras! The only bras you can use on bears. And now back to Tales of the Extraordinary. Turn off the engine, detective. Holy Mary, mother of God. Who the hell are you? That's not important right now. It is if you don't want me to press the pedal to the floor and send us all careening into that wall over there. All right, all right. We're with the Bureau. Don't tell him that, Johnson. Don't tell him my name, Johnson. You're both agents named Johnson? Hey, it's one of the most common names in America, okay? Ask any telephone operator. So, Johnson and Johnson, you boys are with the BOI? That's what I said, isn't it? Oh my god. We have totally lost control of this play. Don't flatter yourselves by thinking you could pull a fast one on this dick, boys. You're wearing dark matching suits, hiding out in the back of my Packard, and didn't kill me. You're either feds or the worst assassins ever. Oh, you think you're so smart, huh? Only when you two are around. Oh, that's it! Agent Johnson, stand down. Mr. Brown, just turn off the damn engine for a moment, would you please? Fine. What do you boys want? Word around town is that you're looking into the string of deaths among the immoral lawbreakers who imbibe the devil's juice. Those who crawl the lurid edifices of the city, suckling on the sly at Mother Alcohol's merciless teat? Yeah, it's a dark night, the one they wander. Dark and brooding. The haunted faces of a hundred bustling strangers melting into the shadows they cross. Oh, melting faces. That's good. You think so? Yeah, gold, I'm serious. Haunted, melting faces. You know, I should really get you in touch with my literary agent, but just last month he committed suicide. Brown! I hate to break up the Algonquin round table here, but are you on the poisoned alcohol case or not? Yeah, yeah, sure. What about it? We're here to tell you to stop the investigation. That's what. Why should I? Oh, that's an easy one. Johnson? Well, let's start with the fact that these victims are breaking the law. In case you hadn't noticed, prohibition is in effect, and it ain't ever going away. Secondly, you are under the employ of a known felon, a man Hoover himself has had his eye on. And if you go any further with this investigation, you may find yourself under arrest as an accomplice. Really? Even though no interstate commerce is taking place? What? You can't bring me up on charges for helping to supply alcohol that hasn't crossed federal lines, can you? I believe that's a state matter. What the hell are you trying to- He's right. Damn it. What do you mean? And you must both realize that by being here at all, you've confirmed the involvement of the federal government in all of this. That's absurd. So what if we have? We- What? Johnson! Stop yelling at me! You just told him we had something to do with it. No, 
I didn't. I merely insinuated that it was、uh, hypothetical. Yeah. To be fair, Johnson, the other Johnson, was right. It was a hypothetical. You were actually the one who confirmed it. Ha! There you go. Jumping Jesus on a pogo stick, Johnson. You're a certifiable pinhead. You know that. Pinhead, huh? That a threat? Excuse me.、Uh, Hoover says that just before he fires someone. Remember, Agent Smith. That was his ground for termination. If I wanted you fired, Johnson, I could just tell them this entire conversation we're having. Brown, Brown, where did he go? Damn it! This is your fault, Agent Johnson. Me? You're out of your mind. You hear me? When we get back to the office, I'm, I'm. Are we moving? Oh no! We left the parking brake off. Grab it! Grab it! Meanwhile, back at the Brisbane Koala Sanctuary. You. Not so fast, Mask Man. Monty, Jim, and friends here will mow you down before you can even reach us. Wanna bet? Just let my dad and his mates come with us, and there'll be no more damage to your pretty, pretty zoo. Sanctuary. It's not a zoo. Big difference, mate. I don't care, mate. Wait. Any more damage? Oh yeah. <laughs> don't you smell that? Smoke. No. Oh no! Look, the living quarters. They raised them. Looks like you have to come with us now, Dad. After all, how can you sleep when your beds are burning, eh? No, son. Until your master is destroyed, there is nothing to return to. Yeah, I thought you'd say that. Grab 'em, fellas. Yeah. Not so fast, Barney. <laughs> Mein lieber Nein. <laughs> ha! An attack koala, eh? Stupid white dog. I've been fighting these beasts since I was a lad. Say good night, Bushy. Stop it, Barney! Oh! Nice shot, Hans. Danke. And now, wait. Where is the masked man? I do not. Ah! Hans. That was the wrong move, Jerry. How did you? Mind if I borrow this? Frank. What was that you were saying about moving faster than your idiot friends? Did you stab Hans with an Australian flag? Yeah, it was on the wall. Lucky the flyboy here is a patriot, and now we have Kraut on a spit. On the barbie. Right. Thanks. Back off, all of you, or I'll break this little beast's neck. I'm willing to chance it. No, not Barney. Look out! Here's a weapon. What a stick! Here. Catch! Nice try, but you missed, pal. And now it's my turn. No! It's a boomerang. What? <gasps> He is running. Wait! Let him go. We gotta save the animals, Hassan. Hurry! I am going to rip out his larynx and use it as a straw. And you'll get your chance. First thing in the morning. We're flying to Ayers Rock. Yes. And on the way. You will journey through the dreaming in a search of your spirit animal, with which to fight your nemesis. My what? No time for talking. We must save the animals and Barry before the fire consumes us all. Hurry! As things heat up down under, an untimely chill is descending upon the Siberian wasteland of Tunguska. I say, Leo, it is good to see you. 
And not just because you saved me from wasting away in that hole. If not for my curiosity, Dickie, I would have left you down there. Ah, Russian hospitality. How did you even get there? Oh, that. Well, I hitched a ride with Dr. Von Kliegel on his airship, and then... Von Kliegel? The American war profiteer? I don't think he prefers that name, but certainly he has made some of his fortune from the U.S. government, I... This should be an act of war! It's an act of abandonment, is what it is. I can't believe they left me here. They probably thought you were dead. <laughs> no excuse. I've been thought dead dozens of times just in the past year. You'd think they'd have learned. This is a very important expedition, Dickie. Not just for me, but for Comrade Stalin. If they were to find out Western powers had arrived and... Yes, yes, yes. You can call dibs on this big patch of nothingness. This can be our little secret that I beat you to it, eh? Beat me? I was already here five years ago! Then what's the problem? Comrade Stalin sent me back hoping to find any special metal from Meteor that might have fallen... Oh, that! Yes, yes, there's loads of the stuff all around. Quite pretty, really. What? You found something? Mm-hmm. Shiny metallic ore. The doctor took some samples, if I recall. He... he what? Oh, should I not have mentioned that? That's it! Ilya! Ilya, come here! What is it, Comrade Dulek? Fetch the men to bring a truck around. Da, Comrade. Ah, good. We're going for a ride, are we? Da, you are. Wonderful. How far is the nearest town from here, anyway? That does not matter. You are not going there? What? Well, then, where? I cannot have you spreading my shame. It would destroy my career and embarrass our great country. Hold on, now. You're going to kill me, Leah? Worse. I'm sending you over the border. To China! You're joking, aren't you? Das Vidanya, little dicky. I hear China is lovely this time of year, in 1927. Hmm, want to see how little dicky fares in the middle of a civil war? Or how the unknown finds his spirit animal. Perhaps you'd like to know if Barry Pike survived his gunshot wound, or what Detective Brown will do with his new breakthrough in his case. Return here to Meltdown Comics in Hollywood next Monday at 7pm for more of these insane shenanigans. Or else two federal agents will hide out in the back of your Packard and interrogate you with florid dime store prose. Got it? Got it! Good! See you in one week! For episode three of the Plunder Down Under, only on Tales of the Extraordinary!